ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி டேக் இன் அ ஸ்டார்ட்லிங் சைட் அமிட்ஸ்ட் அ பேட்டில் ஆஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு டூ செவன்டி ஒன் பென் பை த போயட் வெரி பாடிய காமக்கண்ணியார் set in the category of nochitinai or defense from within the verse reveals the multiple uses of a flaw in sangam times neer aravu ariya nilamudal kalanda karungural nochi kannar kuruvu thalai mel ilai magalir aidu agal algul todalai agavum kandanam iniye veruvaru kurudiyodu mayangi uruvu karandu oru vaippatta theriyal voon setthu parundu kondu ugappayam kandanam maram pugal maindan malainda maare a tiny song that delves into the territory of soldiers defending a fort from within this poet who has sung many songs involving the very ritual in sangam aham poems turns her attention to the puram aspect of their life her words can be translated as follows in a land that knows not dearth of water rising sturdily are the dark and dense leaf clusters of the nochi tree beautiful to behold I have seen these flowers as a garland around the beautiful white waists of maiden wearing delicate leaves. Now these flowers are mixed with fearsome blood altered in form and I see that crushed neck garland thought to be flesh and snatched by a vulture and carried high as it was worn by that brave warrior. Let's delve into the nuances here. The poet starts by talking about a land which is so fertile that it has never suffered a scarcity of water and here thrives a particular tree called as nochi having thick clusters of flowers blooming bright on its branches. A moment to meander and look at this nochi tree which is also known as mailai nochi in contemporary Tamil and simply mailil in Malayalam. The significance of this word mail or peacock used in both languages will become clear when we learn of the English name of this tree which is peacock chase tree or peacock foot tree. We have already witnessed this information in Kurundogai 138 where the leaves of this tree are compared to a peacock's foot. Returning to the verse at hand, we find the poet remarking how the flowers of this tree were preferred by maiden to be worn around their waist as part of their attire of leaves. From that domestic preference, the poet now points to how a garland of these flowers are lying soaked in blood and seeing this, a roving vulture, thinking it's a strand of flesh, swoops over it, snatches it and soars into the sky. The poet reveals that the garland had got to that state because it was worn by a soldier who was defending the fort of that land bravely from enemy attack and it was possibly severed from his neck by an enemy sword. The essential element we infer from this verse is that flowers formed an inseparable part of the lives of these Sangam folk. 
While flowers were used for ornamentation as it's done even today, it also had significant other meanings. When soldiers wore one type of flower, it meant something, and when they wore another type of flower, it indicated a completely different intention. This makes me think that flowers were the identifying factors of a particular army in a battle. It's the flowers worn by a soldier that defined whether he was on the same side or the opposing side and meant life or death in the heat of the battle. Intriguing how a gentle thing like a flower could be endowed with such a violent purpose in the past. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and minds. Please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.